I love good music. And my goodness, we've had some good music so far. Now, this goes back all the way to my childhood. When I wasn't much older than those kids are that we've heard already tonight, uh, my mom played in the local symphony, in the Menominee Falls Symphony Orchestra. So I was carted, I mean, willingly went there and back to a bunch of different performances um, of classical pieces, what have you. Um, I remember the Armed Man was one of the different symphonies that they performed, um, a bunch of chorales from Bach as well. I have an affinity for classical music. I like my bands too, of course, and music of our age and era. But there is something beautiful about a couple dozen people working together in tandem to make something genuinely beautiful. Different people using different instruments all together in harmony, working together to benefit the people that hear it, the people that experience it. And that's why I'd like to talk with you all here today. I'd encourage us to look at God's creation as a grand symphony. And each and every one of us is a player in it. And there's some genuine beauty to how we play. But it's not just about us. It's about creation as a whole. You can listen to it. It's like creation sings to us. There's beauty in it. And when I think about the beauty that creation holds, uh, I think about stargazing in particular. Um, when I was back in undergrad, I did my undergrad at Concordia, Chicago in River Forest, but in the summers opposite it, I went to uh, northern Wisconsin um, to a Christian summer camp, uh, and um, I remember distinctly uh, stargazing where there wasn't any light pollution. How many of you guys have had that good experience before? A few? Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. It's like the entire night sky is lit up beyond anything that I've ever seen, better than the best Christmas decorations out there. It is beautiful, and it's like God created this beautiful thing just because he had it. There is beauty to how creation functions, how it operates, how it all works together in tandem for good. Think of everything that brought you and I here today. Think about what you hopefully ate for supper tonight before you came here, or if you skipped, I'm sorry. But no, the fact that we can plant food in the ground, it grows up, and we can get energy from it. The fact of that there's heat in this building right now that's not just coming from our bodies, from residual heat. The fact that we can harness electricity and natural gas, and we can live in this area of the country. That there's gravity that holds us to the ground. Everyone take a breath with me. The very air you just breathed is a gift from God himself. Think of all the different ways that God operates in our world, in many ways taken for granted and unnoticed, and how we all live together in harmony in it. But let's be honest here. While there is a beautiful symphony going on around us, there's also plenty of singing off-key that happens. When looking for the beauty that happens, it's not that hard to find the ugly, the unpleasant. 
Isaiah, the Old Testament reading that we have for today, speaks to this. He lived in a time in the history of the nation of Judah, um, if you don't know much about it. Um, the nation of Judah existed well before the day and age of Jesus, um, our Lord and Savior. Um, they were a small nation in the Middle East, and they lived in, well, subjugation to a lot of the different powers around them. Isaiah lived in the time of the Assyrian Empire, and this empire was very much threatening the existence of Judah. Here again, the first two verses. And this is Isaiah's response to this threat that is threatening to destroy his world. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. I don't know about you. That sounds about as opposite of a symphony as you could imagine. Yes, there's a lot of beauty in this world, but there really is a lot of ugly, too. The ugliness of this world can get in the way of the beautiful symphony that we can see all around us. It can lead us feeling like the world is becoming undone. There's problems in our world today. Natural disasters, famines, pandemics, and the people that live in it are hardly the best players in it. There's corruption, there's greed, there's a whole host of problems in our world today. It can be frustrating to see this. Changing gears for a minute, and speaking of frustration, who here has ever learned how to play an instrument before? Just curious. Sang in a choir? Have a garage band? I don't know. But yeah, okay, so growing up, my parents um, carted me off to learn jazz piano for the better part of 10 years. And I can arpeggiate a chord chart, and that's about it. I'm not that good at it. I formed four chords on guitar, and I know what a capo is. If you don't know what that is, it makes it so you can change key. So I can play plenty of songs without relative skill. Why I bring this up, it is very hard to play an instrument well. It takes time, it takes hard work, it takes dedication in order to be good at performing music. In the same way, it takes time, it takes hard work, and it takes dedication to living as a Christian. And here's the secret about both of them. We never perfect it. The master musician will still mess up from time to time. The Christian never masters it really at all. Here again what Isaiah says about people that trust in their own actions. You, Lord, come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against you, you, Lord, were angry. How then can we save? All of us have become like one who is unclean and all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags, and we all shrivel up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. The truth of the matter is, guys, is that we will never perform well on On our own, we will always sing off-key. We will always mess up. 
Being a Christian, and I don't know how many of you guys are members of a church here today, how many are guests, but something key that we say at Emmanuel here is, um, uh, it's not about the actions that we do. It's about the one who did it for us, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the ultimate performer, if you will, the one whose music still resonates with us even still today in his actions, in his life that he lived, in his incarnation, the story of his birth, um, you know, he came and lived the perfect life that not any one of us could. His death on the cross where he paid the price for all of our misdeeds, all of our unrighteous acts, and his glorious resurrection where he paves the way for the promised lift, gift of eternal life in his coming kingdom. And he will come back again one day to establish what I'll call his glorious symphony forever. Where all of us live together in perfect harmony. All of us, all creation, living together as God designed it in the first place. But in the meantime, before that final day comes, God is still at work in your life. Here again, Isaiah Chapter 64, verses 8 and 9. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look at us, we pray, for we are all your people. As a potter molds clay, as a music teacher teaches a child how to play an instrument, as a parent is to his child or her child, God is shaping and molding your life in every circumstance that you're in. He's preparing each and every one of us for the great symphony that is to come. Summary of your lives have meaning and purpose, and God is working through them for good. Paul writes in Romans chapter 8 that he works all things together for good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purposes. What it means to be a Christian. And how are we for? Let me offer you in closing three ways that we are. First, we learn stories of God and how he has interacted with his creation. That's all this really is, guys. It is different men, women, their encounters with God, all in a library for us to learn and to share. It's how he has chosen to communicate faith with every one of us. These stories are relatable. My goodness, they have problems, just like you and I do. But we learn from them and we grow from them. Second, we celebrate the relationships that we are formed into. How many of you are parents here today? Who's a father here today? A mother? Grandparents, where are you at? Older or younger siblings? We are all in relation to each other. God has placed the people in your life 
for a purpose. He has called you to be a father, to be a mother, to be a son or a daughter, to be a brother or a sister. These relationships are meant to form you for good. Now, if you have a two-year-old, you're being taught patience, but I'll learn about that eventually, I imagine. But these relationships are meant to form you for good, to give you character, to shape you, to play for the symphony to come. And then third, everyone look to your left. Look to your right. We gather together around people that are like us, other Christians. We gather together in worship. We do this for two ways. First, in this room, there are a lot of parents and grandparents of kindergarten through fifth graders. I imagine that a lot of the people here share the same struggles, share the same burdens that you all share. This is an opportunity to learn and to grow from each other. Don't waste the opportunity. And second, while we gather together in worship in particular, this is a time when God comes down and serves you and me. As we heard today, we already confessed our sins, and that is something that God freely gives to alleviate any guilt that we have. It is something that we continue to grow in throughout the rest of our lives. So, that is how we take heart in the different relationships that we're in. We gather together in worship and we learn the stories of God and the incredible music that it still resounds. So take heart in the incredible symphony of God that exists in our world today. Yes, there's a lot of singing off key, but do not take the parts that work well for granted. Live your life as if the music of your life matters. Hear the words as the children sang that, do you hear what I hear? Hear the words of God, the music of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's some truly amazing. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. Please stand as we...